Welcome back to the Joseph Carlson Show. This episode, we're going to be looking at a very popular, fast-growing company that's dominated the market over the past five years. It's NVIDIA. And this company's in every one of these growing categories, like gaming, artificial intelligence, data centers, AI on 5G, autonomous systems, and the Omniverse. It's in all of them because they are a massive GPU maker. That's graphics. That's visuals. That's things that we look at in our computer every single day. I have an NVIDIA graphics card in this computer that I'm using to record all of this right now. So this company is on fire. It's the leading GPU maker, and it's in a secular growth trend. But this company is also down 48% year to date, giving us the opportunity to maybe buy this company for cheaper. In fact, at one point last year, it was trading at $333. Now it's at $157. So in today's episode, I'm going to be doing a full analysis on NVIDIA. I'll be telling you the pros and cons of the company and if I think it's a buy for today's price. Now, we also have some other news to get into as well. I may have been incorrect on Amazon. I said in my previous episode that I thought Prime Day would be sort of a flop. I didn't think it would be that big this year. And it was their biggest year ever. They sold 300 million items on Prime Day. We also have news that Hulu is now growing faster than Disney Plus, which is just wild. Disney owns both Disney Plus, obviously, and Hulu. And now Hulu is growing faster. But there's some other important pieces of information in this article here relating to Disney that I think is very important if you're a Netflix investor. So we'll be looking at that as well. So we have a full analysis of NVIDIA to get into. We have some news on Amazon and Hulu to get into. Let's go ahead and just start right off. This is the story fund. Now, just to give an update on the performance over time. Obviously, since the beginning of the year, this portfolio hasn't done well. Most of tech has sold off. But over the past month, we are up almost 8%. That's $6,900. So we are making back a lot of the the lost gains over time. This has beat the S&P 500 over the past 30 days. And if we look at this benchmarked against the S&P 500, I updated this as of just a few minutes before recording. This is what it looks like. The blue line is my portfolio. The red line is the S&P 500. So right now the S&P 500 is down minus 1.19%. My portfolio is down 25%, which is pretty bad. We have a long ways to make up but I'm gonna be tracking this until the end of 2025. Right now, we're going through a big sell-off, but things could turn around very quickly. I could see these companies really taking off in the future. So I haven't given up hope. I still believe, when we look at this at the end of 2025, I still believe there's more than a 50% chance that I'll outperform the S&P 500. Now, a lot of people disagree, but we'll see what happens with that. Either way, I'll be tracking it, showing it transparently every single week, week by week. So if you want to follow along, just subscribe to the channel and hit the thumbs up icon as it helps recommend it to other people on the YouTube algorithm. Now, before we jump specifically into NVIDIA and doing analysis on this, seeing if it's a good time to add it to the story fund, let's go ahead and just give a quick update on a couple a couple companies in my portfolio, Amazon and Netflix. First of all, I was incorrect. We have this article here and it just proved me wrong, which in this case, I was I was happy to be proven wrong. Amazon sold more than 300 million items on Prime Day. Prime members worldwide purchase more than 100,000 items per minute. 100,000 items per minute around the clock. That is incredible to think about. Last year, they sold 250 million items. This year, they sold 300 million. So at the end of the day, you can look at different things online and try to get hints of what's going on, but you don't know for sure. Amazon was sending people home in certain fulfillment centers, but that's likely because they even overbuilt with this excess demand. They 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Still overbuilt to some extent. So they have a lot of employees there that they probably don't need. They don't want to fire everyone because they're eventually believing that they're going to have to hire them back. And so they rather just keep them. So Amazon is probably overpaying for employees and fulfillment centers right now. But their idea is that they won't be in a year or so when demand catches up to what their current build out is. And I'm happy to be proven incorrect on this Prime Day news. Now, the other news in my portfolio is regarding Netflix. We have news here from Hulu. Now, the only thing I wanted to highlight and how I think this will tie into Netflix is I've been saying for some time that a lot of these streaming services are simply giving out huge discounts in order to lure early subscribers in and they're going to give price increases over time. And the reason that this is important to Netflix is right now, everybody considers Netflix to have a bad value proposition. Netflix charges anywhere from like $10 to $18, depending on the tier you have. And people are saying, wow, $15 a month, $12 a month compared to this other streaming service that's only $5 a month or $9 a month. Netflix is a ripoff. The reason why is all those other streaming services, for the most part, aren't profitable. They're not making any money. They're being subsidized. And eventually, they will raise prices. And as they raise prices, the value proposition for Netflix will increase, comparatively speaking. And you can see this happening right here. As part of this news, they said, on Friday, Disney said that beginning in late August, the monthly subscription cost for ESPN would rise from $6.99 to $9.99. So $7 to $10 a month. They just raised it 3 bucks a month. Or from $69.99 annually, to $99.99 annually. All of these companies are going to have to raise their pricing over time, making the value proposition look better for Netflix. So that's just a quick portfolio update. I haven't made any changes as of now. I've just been doing research, looking at my companies, uh, seeing if they're going in the right direction. We have a lot of earnings reports coming up between Amazon and Netflix. Netflix is, is tomorrow. As I said, I think it's likely to be a train wreck. I don't know for sure. I can't see the future. I don't have any inside information or anything like that. But they're expected to lose 2 million subscribers. And Netflix also has third-party analysis. They have people that do analysis on this tracking different metrics that say they might lose 2.8 million, which would be a complete disaster. So tune in tomorrow if you want to potentially see a disaster. I'll do a reaction video on it and give you my take on it. But I'm not expecting anything great from this quarter. I'm holding the company because of the next five years, how I think things will unravel over a much longer timeline. But if you're invested in this company in the short term, just expect it to be volatile. So there's an update on the story fund and a couple news stories. And I'll have another update out this week with my reaction to Netflix's earnings. Now, let's go ahead and transition to NVIDIA. Now, why are we even talking about NVIDIA? Well, obviously, it's because Nancy Pelosi's husband, who never talks to Nancy Pelosi about stocks, I'm sure they never discussed the matter, He happened to just buy millions of dollars of NVIDIA stock right before Congress votes on a chip bill. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband purchased up to $5 million in stock options on the semiconductor company NVIDIA ahead of this week's vote on the CHIPS Act that would see billions of dollars in subsidies 
poured into the chip manufacturing industry. So Nancy Pelosi has this knack of not only, you know, she's in Congress doing all that type of stuff, but she happens to be very good at timing purchases into companies before Congress acts to do things that are very beneficial to those companies' industries. So this is just one more case where Nancy Pelosi shows off her incredible timing. And with that said, let's go ahead and take a look at this stock. NVIDIA is a company that a lot of people think, they say, Joseph, it should be in the story fund. It's one of these fast-growing tech companies that fits in with the theme of the story fund. That is true. Let me go through a couple considerations. I think big considerations, at least when I do analysis on NVIDIA. The first thing that I look at is what type of company it is and what sector and the type of things they're going into. NVIDIA is big into gaming, artificial intelligence, data centers, AI on 5G, autonomous systems, and the omniverse. Now, when most investors, especially retail investors that are new to the stock market, they look at companies and they think, wow, they're in everything that's the future. This is where I want my money to go. This is what's going to work really hard for me. They're in all the exciting places, gaming, AI, data centers, 5G, autonomous systems, the omniverse. Can any company get better than this? When I look at this, it's a red flag to me. This is actually not a great thing because boring is good in investing. The more boring a company, probably the better results you're going to have over a given timeline. The type of companies that get all the excitement, all the attention from investors on the forums and online, on TV are the type of companies that typically have one common side effect. The side effect is a very poor one if you're wanting good investment returns. The side effect being that they're typically overvalued. Now, I'm not saying that NVIDIA is overvalued right now. We'll get into the valuation later. But being in these industries and being in a very hot sector, which is GPU makers and all these different things that they're going into, gives me a suspicion that I really need to pay attention to valuation on this company, that I should very much do good valuation analysis, because I think there's a high likelihood that a company that's in all of these industries may be bid up a little bit more than other companies. Peter Lynch said, if I could avoid a single stock, it would be the hottest stock in the hottest industry, the one that gets the most favorable publicity, the one that every investor hears about in the carpool or the commuter train, and succumbing to social pressure often buys. He said, if you could avoid one company, it would be that one. And you could replace the carpool or the commuter train with YouTube videos, TikTok, Twitter, that type of thing, social media. A lot of people talk about exciting companies with exciting futures, and they have exciting projects, and that helps investors get lured into buying them at ever-increasing prices. So keep that in mind. That's the very first thing that I look at with NVIDIA. It's in a very hot sector in all these different categories. I think there's a good chance it might be bid up to high valuation. Having said that, a lot of these companies that were exciting companies have been sold off over the past year. And it looks like NVIDIA wasn't spared as well. This company had too much enthusiasm. And you can see that getting taken out of the stock right now. All the excitement and enthusiasm is leaving this company. It's down 48% year to date, down by almost half. We have in the past year, NVIDIA trading all the way up to $333 per share. Now it's trading at 168. So it's trading down maybe 70% over the past year. Now we're going to go ahead and jump into all the fundamentals and the valuation of this company, but I want to explore further what they're going into and what their game plan actually is. A little bit of qualitative research. I want to go ahead and play just a couple clips from a recent interview. This was last year with the CEO of NVIDIA. 
And he's talking about some of the opportunities here, how he looks at the company. He's been the CEO for a long time, and he's directed this company in a very good direction. So he's very ambitious. He wants to conquer very huge things with NVIDIA. And this is him highlighting a lot of his vision. We are going to be successful deploying global fleets of autonomous vehicles. We're going to, of course, develop these vehicles in a digital universe we call Omniverse. Of course, we're going to teach these robotic cars how to drive in virtual cities. Uh, we're going to deploy it through a network of partners. Um, our partner, Mercedes-Benz, as you know, builds millions of cars. Trillion-dollar market. And, and together, it's a trillion-dollar market. Uh, we could create, we could deploy a fleet of cars that's safe, efficient to operate. And, and it starts with some basic invention. That this is the autonomous driving vehicle network. NVIDIA believes that they're positioned to be one of the major players making the, the GPUs, the, the tech that actually does all of these calculations, that can do all the visualizations of these autonomous networks. So that's one big category they want to grow into. They want to make all the software and the hardware for, and they want to sell it to different companies like Mercedes, BMW, whatever they can. And so this is moving outside of just having a desktop computer or a gaming computer. They want to grow into vehicles and have every vehicle be a computer. Now, if his vision here came to fruition, this would be like a trillion dollar market. It'd be a massive market for NVIDIA. This next clip is the CEO talking about the Omniverse. We waste too much materials because we can't simulate the logistics and the manufacturing logistics. So we waste a whole bunch of things um, to overcompensate for the fact that we don't simulate. We want to simulate all factories in metaverses, in this omniverse. We want to simulate plants in omniverse. We want to simulate the world's power grids in the omniverse. So this would actually be something that saves companies a lot of money. If they're able to simulate things that they have to do physically right now, that's obviously another big growth path for them. Now, before we move on to the next part of this analysis, I have to give a quick shout out for today's sponsor of today's video, which is FTX US. They're known as a large cryptocurrency exchange that has over a million users using it. And it's true you can buy and sell cryptocurrency. I don't own any cryptocurrency. I don't I don't understand it. I don't do analysis on it. It doesn't generate cash flows. And I like companies like NVIDIA that can generate cash flow for me. Now, FTX wants people to know that even though they are known for doing cryptocurrencies, they're moving across different verticals from NFTs and into stocks. This is something that they're building out rapidly. They're working very hard on their stock platform. It's in beta as of right now, but it should be opened up to a wider and wider audience as, as the weeks go on. Over the next couple of weeks, a lot more of you will be gaining access. I own some Amazon. You can buy fractional shares. You can buy and sell anytime the market's open. There's no trading fees, no setup fees. And a brokerage is a member of FINRA and SIPC insured. And you can sign up now for free using the link in the pinned comment below. So try it out. Let me know what you think. If you sign up, use the referral code Carlson, my last name, that gives you $10 back instant credit upon your first $100 trade. Let me know what you think. So far, the feedback has been positive. So the CEO of NVIDIA is a visionary. He has a vision of the future of his company, how his products will fit into the future. And I think he's genuine with it. I really think that he's a good CEO. He's been the CEO for a very long time. And I think he will direct this company better than most other CEOs, even the competitors like AMD and Intel. In my opinion, NVIDIA is in the right track. Now, having said that, the the future is uncertain. We don't really know how this is going to play out, but we can look at some things of the past. And one thing I always like to do 
is look at the past performance of a company, look at the volatility of it, see how it compared against the S&P 500 and the QQQ, and we can look at that with NVIDIA. Since 2017, so roughly five years ago, NVIDIA has outperformed both indexes, albeit with much greater volatility. Look at the volatility of this company. So it has outperformed, but if you bought since 2021 at any time, you likely probably are in the red at this point. To get the good returns, you had to have purchased at 2019, 2020, and held on. And you can see that in late 2021, it went up to an all-time high with a lot of other tech companies. Now it's sold down dramatically this year. So this is what the performance looks like over the past five years. And this is what the performance looks like since 2010. So we're looking at a bigger time horizon. Now, again, since 2016, NVIDIA took off above the indices. And now it's just crushing the indices since then except with much greater volatility. And that's something that I really want to highlight because a lot of people think they believe they can withstand high volatility, but at the end of the day, it's very difficult to withstand. Like this big dip in 2018, that would have been difficult to hold the company through. The big dip in 2021, that's discouraging to a lot of investors. Now, another thing that's difficult to see with this chart, but I can hit the logarithmic scale here, is since 2010 to 2016, NVIDIA actually dramatically underperformed the indices. So half of this time horizon, you would have been holding a stock that was underperforming the indices, and then suddenly it started to outperform with greater volatility. Overall, NVIDIA is a highly volatile company. We can even zoom out to a bigger timeline to see more volatility. Here's what the performance looks like since 2002, so going back 20 years. You can't really see anything beyond 2016 unless we hit logarithmic here. This is what it looks like though. Since 2002, it took that huge dip way below the indices. Then it climbed back above it. So it had a couple of good years of performance. Then it dipped down way more. Then it climbed back almost close to it, but it was still underperforming until 2016. And just recently, it started to outperform. This is why it ends up on everybody's radar right now is because it's currently outperforming. Even with this huge sell-off, NVIDIA is outperforming. But keep in mind, if you had invested in this company since 2002, it took you all the way to 2016 until you started to get any alpha by owning this stock. So it is a very volatile, very inconsistent performing company. Now, why is this company so volatile? Well, the earnings are volatile on the company. Let's go ahead and look at it using Qualtrum Insights. This is a website I developed as part of the Patreon membership. So if you join the Patreon, you gain access to this website and there is a free trial. So if you haven't tried it out, go ahead, join the Patreon. You will not get charged till the end of the month. And I think you'll love it. A lot of people are using it every day. We have thousands of users. Let me go ahead and just highlight on this EPS chart, the cyclicality and volatility of Nvidia's earnings. We have right here, earnings going up from 1999 to 2001, then earnings dropping from 2002 to 2003. Then earnings going up from 2004 to 2007, then them dropping, going up, dropping, going up, zigging up and down, and then the earnings climbed like crazy since 2015. That's why the stock price took off since 2016. Now it dropped back down, 2018, there's a huge drop in the stock price, then it dropped again and now it's gone back up quite a bit and it's dropping again. When you look at this chart here, is this a company that has consistently growing earnings? The answer is obviously no. It is a cyclical company. Many people tell me the cyclicality is over with NVIDIA. It's transitioned into a new phase and these chip makers are no longer cyclical. I don't buy it yet. 
You have to prove me wrong on this. I have to see a company that has very steady growing earnings over a long period of time to prove to me that it's not cyclical. This earnings shows me a picture of a highly cyclical, highly volatile company. It's okay to own those, but in my opinion, it is a negative because if you time it by buying anywhere at the top and then the stock price goes down, you have to wait until the other cycle takes place and it goes back up. And that can be very difficult to do. A lot of investors, even in a good stock, they end up buying at the wrong time and they end up holding it until it goes down. They get discouraged and then they sell out. So having this be a highly cyclical company that doesn't have consistent earnings is something to keep in mind. We can take a look at a couple companies that aren't cyclical to see the benefits of them. Here's Costco's similar EPS chart. Notice how the earnings just go like this. Generally speaking, it might fluctuate slightly. There's a couple quarters where it goes down. But generally speaking, the earnings grow on a consistent basis. There's no cyclicality to it. Come depression, recession, growth period, doesn't matter. Costco's earnings will keep growing. This is non-cyclical. That is a superior trait of a company, something that investors do value. And even in the tech category, there are a lot of companies that are less cyclical I would argue, than NVIDIA. Microsoft's earnings aren't perfectly as consistent as Costco's. They have some times where they've gone relatively flat, but overall, it's far less cyclical than NVIDIA's. NVIDIA's earnings are far more volatile, more cyclical, and that, in my opinion, is a negative. It's something investors should be cautious about. Most investors have an inflated view of their ability to hold on to companies during these dramatic stock price rises and falls. And if you're investing in a company that has the earnings rise and fall, the stock price will follow. So just keep that in mind if you're looking at investing in this company. You're likely going to be buying a company that has a dramatic rise in price and a dramatic fall in price continually over the next 10 years. That can be difficult to deal with. Now in the story fund, I have a lot of volatile companies and cyclical companies. So this isn't a disqualifier. I'm fine holding companies like Nvidia as long as I believe they have a bright future and they're good valuation. Let's go ahead and look at some of the fundamentals here. I want to take a look at the revenue of this company. It's been growing at an insane pace. 46% year over year was their last quarter. Look at this quarterly revenue growth. This is something abnormal. Year over year, look at this growth. Back in 2019, it was $2.2 billion in revenue. Last quarter, they did 8.29. From 2.2 in one quarter to 8.29. With no slowdown in sight. The revenue has just taken off like a rocket over the past five years. And on a note of that insane revenue growth, the revenue actually is diversified pretty evenly into different categories. For example, we have Data Center here. This is from their investor presentation. Their revenue is growing 83% year over year from their Data Center revenue. That's incredibly fast growth. 15% quarter to quarter. Then if we look at this, the revenue from their Data Center is $3.7 billion. So $3,750,000,000. And then we have the gaming category, which is growing 31% year over year. Very fast growth, but slower than the data centers. But the revenue for gaming is $3,600,000. So we have data centers with 3.7, gaming with 3.6. That means that data centers and gaming are right at the same level of revenue. The data center is probably going to outpace the gaming for the foreseeable future, but I like the fact that the revenue split evenly between these two categories. It just means the revenue of the company is more diversified. Now, professional visualization actually decreased slightly last quarter, probably because it took off so quickly. I don't think this is going to go down continually. They're forecasting it to go up over time, but this is also $622 million. So we have three different categories here. We have data centers, gaming, and professional visualization that their revenue is diversified. And then they have other categories beyond that. 
meaning that this revenue isn't just one product. It's not a one-hit wonder product going off that might go away. It's split between a couple different applications. Now, as the revenue is growing, we do want to see similar growth with the EBITDA, preferably. This is good EBITDA growth, but not perfectly as consistent as the revenue. So they have variable expenses and loans and investments that they have to make that affect this EBITDA. Now, the most important metric out of all the earning proxies we can look at between the EPS, the net income, EBITDA, and the cash flow, my favorite one is the free cash flow. Look at the free cash flow of this company over time. Over the past 20 years, 20 or so years, the free cash flow went from being a mixture of negative and positive swinging back and forth to now only positive. Every single quarter of every single year, they do post positive free cash flow. So if you're investing in NVIDIA, this isn't some unprofitable company that can't walk on their own two feet. This is a profitable company posting free cash flows every quarter that generally over time are growing. This is the exact trend I want to see with every company. When I break this down on a free cash flow per share basis, it's still growing, generally speaking, but not quite as fast, meaning they're probably issuing some shares. So the free cash flow of the company is growing, the free cash flow per share is growing. Those are both good things that we want to see, but we want to look at the valuation. How much is this company generating in free cash flow every year compared to its current share price? One metric that I've been looking at for every company I'm investing in is the free cash flow yield of the company. You can think of it like the dividend yield, but instead of dividends, it's the yield of the free cash flow of the company. You get that by looking at the past 12 months of free cash flow the company's generated. So the trailing 12 months, then you divide that by the share price, then you have the yield. The free cash flow yield of NVIDIA right now is 2.1%. 2.1. That is very low. That means that the company with the current share price does not generate a lot of free cash flow based on one share. It's a very small amount. And even though the free cash flow is growing at a fast pace, it would basically have to double overnight to get to the same level of valuation as many other companies. For example, while NVIDIA is at a free cash flow yield of 2.1, Microsoft's already at a yield of 3.3. Apple's at a free cash flow yield of 4.2. Texas Roadhouse, a company in my dividend portfolio, is at a free cash flow yield of 4.7, getting up to 5%. Meta's at a free cash flow yield of 8%. So NVIDIA is on the very low end. It does not generate a lot of free cash flow over the past 12 months compared to its current share price. What that tells me as an investor is that some of my concerns about this company, a very popular company and a lot of popular technologies with high expectations, has the share price bid up to a point where investors have incredibly high expectations for NVIDIA. They're pricing in a lot of growth lots of consistent, explosive growth with this company to continue growing beyond how much it's already grown. They want it to generate double the amount of free cash flow just to get in the same category as a company like Apple. So when I look at this, this is kind of the second red flag of this company. It's not only cyclical, but even during a time period where it's done really well, it's generating a 2%, 2 2.1% free cash flow yield That is very low. So I'd have to be incredibly bullish on the company, incredibly bought into the future of it. And I'd have to have a strong belief that the free cash flow will be explosive over the next five years to be paying this low of a current free cash flow yield for the company. If we look at the other metrics here, the net income is growing over time with the free cash flow. The EPS obviously is growing over time. The cash and debt position is incredibly good. This is a cash rich company. They have more cash than debt, $20 billion in cash, 
and they have $11.7 billion in long-term debt. NVIDIA is in a very cash-rich position, which is something I love to see with my companies. There is zero chance of this company going bankrupt. If they have a bad cycle, because it's a cyclical company, if they go through a tough market time, they'll be able to survive it. For multiple years, they'll be able to survive and continue on. The dividend is really non-existent at this point. I wouldn't even consider NVIDIA a dividend company. It's just a symbolic dividend, four pennies per quarter per share. They haven't raised it since 2018. I don't even know why they're still paying it. The dividend yield is 0.1%. So you could call it a dividend company, but in my opinion, it's not. Their payout ratio is 4.29%. The shares outstanding have been going up over time, which means the company has been diluting the shareholders by issuing more shares likely to pay for stock-based compensation with all their engineers and developers that a company like this has to employ. Now, this isn't necessarily problematic, but it's certainly not something I'd like to see. I'd like at the very least a company like NVIDIA to use their free cash flows and buy back just enough shares to at least keep it flat. So they're not diluting their current shareholders. But there are some companies that do this. Salesforce is one of them. Amazon is one of them. Generally speaking, this is something I like to avoid. Now we can look at some of the expenses for this company. What I like to look at with a company like NVIDIA is their research and development. This is not necessarily a bad thing in my opinion. This is what keeps the moat for NVIDIA. So as they're spending more and more on R&D every year, that should further increase their moat from their competitors like Intel, AMD, uh, different companies that make any type of chips. This is increasing their moat, this investment into research and development. If this wasn't going up, if they weren't spending more money on this, I actually think that would be concerning. So overall, when I look over NVIDIA, I see an incredibly high quality company. Across the board, minus the shares outstanding, they're doing a little bit of dilution, but they could end this at any time. So it's not really a problem. The rest of the fundamentals are all moving in the right direction. Growing revenues, EBITDA, free cash flow per share, net income, the earnings per share. Their cash position is incredibly good. The dividend's not really existent, but this isn't a dividend paying company. They're not fooling anyone with that. And the share price has come down significantly over the past year. So overall, looking at this company and doing analysis on it, here are my final thoughts on it. The stock is popular. They're in growing categories that are very exciting. This is a double-edged sword. It's popular, meaning that it's likely overvalued. Boring companies have better valuations. But it is in exciting categories that probably have more growth potential in the future than your average company. So that's a double-edged sword. You have to be careful about that. I believe NVIDIA has a wide moat. They do have a lot of competition with AMD, with Intel, with TSM, with all these different chip makers, but they've separated themselves to be the category leader. They have a lot of talent. They pay them high salaries to keep that talent. They grow their research and development budget every year. And I think they're gonna keep their moat and their distance from their competitors for a long time in the future. NVIDIA is cyclical. This is something that some investors argue has come to an end. It's no longer cyclical, Joseph, because they're in so many different categories. Chips are so common, GPUs are so common that they're gonna be selling all the time. I have to have this be proven wrong. I need to be proven wrong that this company is no longer cyclical because all throughout its life for the past 20 plus years, this company's earnings have gone up and down and up and down and up and down, highly volatile, giving investors a roller coaster ride without performance and underperformance. That is something that I don't generally like in these companies. It trades at a 29 PE, which is a very low price to earnings, but on a free cash flow basis, which is the main metric I've been using. It's still very expensive. NVIDIA has a 2%, 2.1% free cash flow yield, 
Microsoft is at 3.3, Apple's at 4.2, Texas Roadhouse, different companies in different categories are in the range of 5%. Meta is at a 8% free cash flow yield. So if my goal as an investor is to buy the most free cash flow in the future for the cheapest price today, there's other considerations, there's other companies. Microsoft is selling their current free cash flow for cheaper. And Microsoft has 85% of their revenue is reoccurring. So that's a company that's really not cyclical at this point. And that leaves the conundrum with NVIDIA. I just have a lot of other companies I can invest in that I still think are arguably a much cheaper valuation. So overall, that's my look at NVIDIA. I think it's a high quality company with a great future, great leadership. I think it will outperform the majority of companies in the stock market over the next 10 years. I do have concerns about the valuation. It's more fair now than it was a year ago, but there's still other companies that I believe are trading at a bigger discount. So as of right now, it'll sit on the watch list. I'll be looking at a time to enter into this company, but it's not going to be today. So I hope you enjoyed this little look into NVIDIA. Let me know what you think, and I'll see you in the next video.